As a 33-year-old BMX bike rider who is on the cusp of Millennial versus Gen X, I feel like I am from an older era living in a newer era. What I mean by this is I come from an era which thinks, how dare you assume you're relevant and record yourself talking and put it out there? How dare you edit footage of yourself and put it out there? No one asked you for your opinion. No one asked you for your clips. And equally, on the other hand, there is this newer era that looks at things as, everyone is relevant to somebody. Go ahead and put it out there. Who cares? And if you don't edit your own clips, how will anyone ever see what you did? It is this dichotomy I often struggle with as I pendulum from feeling completely worthless to full of myself and back again. No one's asking me my opinion on why I closed the yes store or why I'm now opening it back up again. However, I look at it as controlling the narrative or rather explaining the narrative. No one asked me to start the yeah or to make a DVD or to make bike pads but I am now at a mailing list of 144 people who actively want to keep up with the latest product drop or newsworthy prints coming from the yeah. This is a cool feeling. As info spreads, more people find out about it, and the people that would be interested are interested, and the info just had to reach them some way. With that said, I've come to the conclusion that maybe I didn't need to shut down the site at all. Being an online business, I could have merely kept trucking instead of saddening anyone who wanted to spruce up their ride when the web browser landed on the Yes site. But it felt right at the time. I was unsure about textiles and unsure about Velcro availability. Since then, I have realized that the only way out of this is through it. First thing I noticed was bike shops are considered essential. I breathed a sigh of relief when I read that as I felt a small bit of comfort for all bike shops across the country. Secondly, as my current employer keeps taunting me about how soon we will return to work, then pushing the dates back when she realizes she's up against the wall, I've realized that I really need to explore my options. I've sort of always dreamed about doing the uh, full time. However, it is in the same breath that the thought of Lino Gonzalez in 90 East comes to mind, who has a job on top of running 90 East, meaning he never has to make desperate moves just to keep food on the table. And that's where I'd like to be as well. So I'm looking into a hybrid of doing freelance graphic design plus the yeah, plus anything else I can get into. So to begin this newly adjusted journey, I've opened the site back up. I have a COVID-19 information page explaining that I'm quarantining my materials as they come in and also explaining any international shipping relations due to the pandemic. New on the site, you will see pocket style pad sets. I've been making pocket crossbar pads for a little while and after the request of Dan Conway, I started making pocket style top two pads as well. The missing piece to this trifecta was a pocket style stem buddy. And after a little R&D, I had the pocket stem buddy ready to protect and stash. The pocket style pads were set to release just about the same time the quarantine started. So I had to back burner everything until I could see the dust settle from the situation. I'm really excited about the pocket pads because it allows you to carry a little something in each pad as well be protective. Another feature of the pocket pads is custom colors. I've made it so you can customize your own pocket pad on the site. Picking your outer fabric and inner pocket color, this allows you, the customer, to have full control over your pocket piece. These custom pieces will be made to order to ease up any production strains on me. Next up in the Astor is face masks. I didn't want to make face masks, but after seeing so many people using less than appropriate equipment as a face mask for a virus that makes blood cells look huge, I decided it was time. For the first three weeks of quarantine, I had made masks for close friends and family. Not because I wanted to, but because they were asking me to. The mask is made out of denim to give a denser knit and rugged durability. It also has a pocket for a filter, which is crucial. Using the mask alone is better than a shirt sleeve, but if you want to do it right, then you will need a filter in the mask as well. 
These masks are machine washable, but you have to remove the filter before doing so or you will nerf the filter. We've recently found out that you can reuse the mask and filter combo if you just let it sit in a paper bag for at least 12 hours, which will work out pretty good if you're just using it to go get groceries and random things. I will be providing filters as long as my supplies last. You can make your own filter with vacuum bag liner or with residential MERV 13 air filters. MERV 13 is a rating and the filters are as close to the N95 filtration that we found and it's still easy to order online. I will be providing these filters as long as I can. These masks take between 40 minutes and an hour each to make. I feel justified in the $25 price tag and $5 filter. Considering time and materials, I'm not making much on these, but I want them to be affordable for people who need something a little bit more legit than a bandana. Not to mention you will be supporting me as I embark on the stumbling path of independent income. Okay, in a brighter tone, some big data has been talked about recently that people are on their phones less and on websites more. This brings me joy because I was never a fan of the mobile first push anyway. Who wants to look at anything important on a needle dick size screen? Seriously. One of my favorite sites is Tumblr. Tumblr was around before Instagram and a lot of the trends we have been seeing on IG have already came and gone on Tumblr. The Yeah has a Tumblr blog where I've posted GIFs and BMX videos of people I find inspiring and other newsworthy things. I've been keeping up with the Yeah Tumblr ever since the initial launch of the Yeah in 2007 because it was easier than setting up a website back then. I now use it as a news blog of sorts and I've designed it in a way of those older blog formats, allowing you to click around and explore. Remember that? Exploring websites versus endlessly scrolling? Last podcast, I talked about hacking the death lens handle and lens to keep it from rattling around. On the Yeah Tumblr, I've included copious photos to the process that weren't explained in the video. I find that there's a lot of value in having a news-like blog that isn't just gone after 24 hours. The problem is getting people to know about it and look at it. The Yeah has 828 followers on Tumblr, but I'm willing to bet most of those are now dead accounts or people who either forgot their login or moved on. So I figured what better time to mention the Tumblr than now when stats are saying more people are on their websites anyway. So yeah, go check it out. And I also wanted to give an honorable mention to a few Tumblrs you may find interesting other than the Yeah, because Tumblr is such a vast place and oftentimes a better image search than Google. First up is BMX Gifts. I don't know who runs this Tumblr, but I would love to shoot the shit with them. There's something about breaking down a clip into a gift that is satisfying. It gives the clip a little bit longer life than it would be in a video, and since it repeats, it kind of lets it all sink in before you move on. Sometimes you don't see small details until the fourth or fifth time through. These tumblers haven't been updated in a long time, so you will have to stroll through their archive, but I am sure if you're a fan of BMX, you will find some gifts in there that you really like. Next up is some car-related stuff. Cruise Focus is a Japanese auto blog with a primary focus on vintage Datsuns. The guy that runs it keeps up with it regularly and takes stunning photos. I'd love to own one of those Datsuns one day. Another cool car tumbler is called Cars That Never Made It To Production. It's all concept cars that almost but didn't quite make it to production and the blog is really cool because it gives you a lot of information and details as to how each car was made and maybe why it didn't get made into production. Okay, if BMX gifts and car porn aren't your style, here's two more and then I'll be done with it. First is Nine Eyes. Nine Eyes is a collection of screenshots from Google Street View. Whoever runs it captures some of the most bizarre shit that could be happening while a Google car is driving past. From people in the midst of fighting to 15-year-olds flipping off the cameras to mothers nursing their kids in the middle of the street, Nine Eyes is a pretty cool and interesting view into what happens out there. Lastly, if you're a little bit more adventurous than that, is high as fuck. 
high as fuck is maybe for the stoner group, but I think it is for anyone who wants to see something trippy, off the wall, or thought-provoking. I will include links to all these tumblers in the show notes. So with all that said, if you're still listening to me, I commend you. The S site is back open, face masks and pocket pads are now available, and even more new shit is on the horizon. Until next time, thank you.